Hey, think you know tea? Well, then you haven't tried Tiesta tea. Tiesta tea is my favorite tea. Whether hot or cold, you're going to find a flavor profile that fits your needs. Tiesta tea is on a mission to create loose leaf tea beverages with premium ingredients. Tiesta tea segments their teas down to five functional categories based on each tea's natural health benefits. This way, you can choose your tea based on what you need it to do for you. Then pick a flavor profile that fits your taste. Whether hot or cold, this gives you a natural way to energize, slenderize, boost antioxidants, boost immunity, and relax. Get 15% off your next online order with the code JBTV15. That's JBTV15 for 15% off your next online order. Once you go loose, you never go bagged. Tiesta Tea, a bold tea for a bold you. Are you ready for a great classic podcast? JBTV, the respected name in music TV. These are podcasts that no one has heard in many years. This is the JBTV podcast series, The Classics. JBTV. Hi, I'm Jerry Bryant here at the uh, JBTV podcasting studio. And back in the year 1994, uh, I had the unique opportunity to have this brand new band come by our JBTV studios. The band is garbage. And uh, they're an American rock band, and they were formed in 1993. So this is at the very, very beginning, back in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And the band's lineup consisted of a Scottish singer, Shirley Manson, and American musicians, Duke Erickson, who wasn't in the interview, but Steve Marker and Butch Figg were here. And they've remained totally unchanged since they started in 1993. And uh, this is a great interview. I only have bits and pieces of it because I had to cut it up for uh, time and stuff because, you know, it was a TV show, so we had other stuff in there. But uh, it's a short interview. I think you'll enjoy it. Here they are, Garbage, the classic series on JBTV, the podcast. Hi, I'm Steve from Garbage. Hi, I'm Butch from Garbage. And I'm Shirley. Just in case. Checking in for work, pops and sibilance. Pops and sibilance. Check one, two. <laughs> so welcome to this edition of JBTV, your modern rock and roll television show. We rock you every week with the best modern rock. And one of our favorite bands of all time, Garbage, is in the studio. Hey there. <laughs> what am I supposed to say now? Anything you want. <laughs> no swear words, though. Uh, you can do anything, you know. Um, all right. That good. makes it more interesting. You know, it's like Jerry Springer. Did you ever see that show? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, course. like... Everybody's like beep beep. Are you beep. gonna bleep us out though if we start, you know, come, the four letter words start to fly in? No, nah, I don't like bleeping. <laughs> you know, I think that's you know same thing with music. You know, when you have a couple of swear words in there. See, well, you're off to a bad start with me because I swear all the time like a trooper, like yeah. really, really badly. I've got to the point where I'm now weeding myself off swearing, and all our crew charge me 25 cents whenever I swear, and the 25 cents goes into the bottom of my wardrobe case, and we're collecting for charity. And the money is mounting, let me tell you. So I am not going to swear on this program. Uh-huh. I am going to be very well-spoken. All Americans seem to have, like, perfect teeth, and it's all they're all evenly matched, and they're all bright white. It's really weird. <laughs> then you go back to Scotland, and everyone's got, you know, bone-looking teeth. That's because the dentists all make a really good living here I'll in the see. States. Oh, yeah. These dentists <laughs> make a fortune. I mean, just for a little cleaning, you're talking thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, I went. I was shocked. My first experience in American dentist was I arrived, and and the, the the dentist had seen me on TV, and he said, 
to one of the band. He said, "Bring her in because I, I want to talk to her." So I went with Duke to his to, to meet his dentist, and the dentist said to me, "You know, um, I could make your teeth different and look really, really good." And I was like momentarily like, "Really?" And I was like, "Well, like, what's wrong with my teeth?" And like, I'd never not been screwed up, fucked up about my teeth before. But mm. then, then he said, "Well, you know, you've got a peg tooth here. They're a little uneven here. I could do this, do that." And how would you? How do you see your smile? <laughs> and then I got really freaked out and ran away. And and then for like two weeks later, every single day, I was up at the mirror looking at my teeth, getting really freaked out about them. Don't homogenize your teeth. Hold on to your characters. Well, that's what makes people, you know. Who they are. Sometimes, you know, some voices have certain sounds, and if you change your teeth around, it could change that. Well, that's know? what my husband said. He said, if you come back with American teeth, I'm divorcing you. <laughs> yeah, because you change the accent yeah. and everything. It would you know. change the way your lips lie and everything. So I get one of those valley girl accents. Yeah, or something. exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to have to stick with a peg tooth. <laughs> well, no one noticed it till you mentioned it, so, you know. You were 25 cents in the kitty. Yeah. I didn't swear. <laughs> yes, she did. It's she on did. video. <laughs> it was just a little fog. It just, it just flew right through really quickly, though. Yeah, you know, that's okay. You know. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. There, there won't be any fucking swearing on this fucking show, let me tell you. Fuck yeah. I mean, for those of you who don't eat sushi, because I know it's kind of a frou-frou thing to do, but there's this thing called unagi, which is... Eel, see, freshwater mm-hmm. eel, and yes. it sounds disgusting. It is it super, sure does. <laughs> super amazing, like unbelievable. And one night we were drunk in, in I think Osaka, just in this Nagoya, Nagoya in, in Japan, and we we went out into the street. We're going, we're fucking starving, <laughs> and uh, we find this wee hole in the wall, and there was this wee guy behind it cooking on a grill. And we couldn't speak any Japanese, and he couldn't speak any English, but he gave us... I knew that it was an Aggie, and it was out of this world. Uh-huh. Like, unbelievable eel. It was unbelievable it, eel. You hope it was Unagi. I know it was Unagi, <laughs> Steve. Okay. Well, you know, they make food that is, like, poisonous. You know, there's some they have like fish the that... The blowfish. The blowfish, yeah. Blowfish. Uh, blowfish. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> huh? What's up with that? I don't know, but Poison I mean, food. if they don't make it right... You know how you can go to some yeah. restaurants... And they can screw something up and they go, yeah, I'll have the uh, the blowfish special, you know. We shan't be eating <laughs> any blowfish that. in the near future. Yeah. What that name? How did they ever come up with that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But pe- yeah, people have died from eating it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what would possess anyone to want to do that. Hey, gee, what were you going to have tonight, Steve? Ooh, let's see if Blow I can fish. get something that might kill me. Let's see if I live through this one. And plus, we like to prepare it ourselves just to take that extra risk. Dude. Yeah. We get the cut rate. No, day-old blowfish. It's cheaper. <laughs> I'm obsessed by food right now. What does that mean? Well, that means that... Uh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. My tummy hurts. <laughs> the queerest of the queer. This is super cool. I get to make out with Kelly Slater. I don't, do you know who Kelly Slater is? He's like the world champion surfer, like number oh, one really? for like six years or whatever. So he must have a pot belly out of shape. Ooh, <laughs> it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. Uh-huh. So I got to make out with him and Pamela Anderson came to our video shoot and she turned up and everybody was like, ah, Pamela Anderson. Yeah, I got to make out with Pamela and that girl has curves, Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we've seen the video. <laughs>
because that's again we worked with this director from London who's sort of really young girl she's not really done very much and uh, she did this amazing video for us and it looks like well I feel like I'm like kind of like a Lara Croft character if you're into PlayStation mm-hmm. and so it's from kind of Garbana you were from yes indeed that's right Garbinia <laughs> oh it's Garbinia yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's right next to Garbana. Wherever uh, the hell that is. Well, it's a suburb, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's tax-free. Everything's legal. That's uh, right. You can make all the money you want. You can swear all you want, and you don't get taxed for it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the fucking truth. <laughs> yeah, awards are definitely a weird phenomenon, because obviously, I mean, we've been lucky enough, we've been nominated for quite a few awards, and we realize that it's nonsense, you know. I mean, how, like you say, how can you grade art I mean it's not possible and, yeah. and there's so many great records get ignored all the time but we've been lucky enough that we've had some attention and um, in some ways you feel guilty about it and then in other times you think oh it doesn't mean it, it's nonsense anyway <laughs> and then there's other times when you feel well we got lucky you know there's a spotlight bo- being put on us and it's something we've worked really hard for and you know it, it opens you up to a whole new audience and in that respect it's great you know and to say otherwise is kind of lying but uh yeah, they're kind of nonsense. We get beaten every time. But I tell you, every time that I get beaten, it pisses me off. <laughs> because even though I know it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day, I still want to win. Like, there's some animalistic urge in me that just makes me want to cross that line first. Well, when I have the first annual JBTV Awards, everybody that shows up will have an award. All right, that's good. fair enough. All see, right. that's fair. You see? And now for our best, our first person to show up award. (laughs) It's a good idea. We're done with that. Everybody's a winner. Everybody's a winner. Well, some of these things are like that. You know, they they like know ahead of time. I mean, you know, like you're going to a show and you're going, okay, well, you're going to sing live, but then we're going to give you an award. Right. You know, and yeah. you go. It was very strange the Grammys that almost everybody who played won immediately after that. I mean, right. you know, they you say know. it's not fixed, and it probably isn't, but still, coincidence? Maybe? Maybe, Maybe not. not. Well, no, not all singers have loud voices. You'd be surprised. Even they have big voices, but they don't necessarily have loud voices. Uh-huh. I have an unbelievably loud voice. Uh-huh. Yeah, why is that? You must have been screaming at people early in your life. Yeah, I, d- I don't know what it was. Saying the F word. <laughs> Maybe so. Oh, you, have to, you have to place it at a certain height in your range. So it's a certain note, and I can, I, can, I can hit anybody's ears if I want to. It's kind of scary sometimes. Well, that's good. You're going to watch out, though, because it could be lawsuits, you know, people's glasses getting broken in the shows. No, no, no. I don't break glass. Hmm? I don't go that high. Oh. I just want the ears. I'm not interested in the glass. Well, come on, you can get the Memorex uh, job. <laughs> <laughs> True. One of my favourite movies of all time, The Tin Drum. And the little oh, boy, yeah, Oscar, like, screams really high and smashes everything to pieces all the time. So many good movies, too, you know. So many great yeah. movies. So you've been going to movies on the road? and uh, you get. You yeah, know. you know, we watched... Um, Ooh. Hands on a Hard, hard Body. body. You've, uh, got really? a, you've got to see this. It's I will. It's a documentary. It's amazing. Thumbs up from garbage. It's, yeah, tell, yeah. Tell them well, what it's, it's about. okay. It's these freaks in Texas who this like this car dealer has a gives away a Nissan pickup truck, and all the the people come from and you you have to hold your hand on it the longest out of anybody, and then you win the truck. Oh, wow. So like it's like no breaks, day, nothing. Four or five days, no. Well, you get to pee, I think. You oh. get to pee and like five minutes an hour, and that's it. But <laughs> then you can't sleep, so you can't film leave. this competition of all these people who are desperate to win this truck, and the film deals with I think it's 14 people who have got to the finals 
of the Nissan truck winning situation. The Nissan truck finals. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. You have to see this. It sounds really boring. It's unbelievably it funny. drama. Uh-huh. Everybody involved has their issues, you know, and they all sort of start to disintegrate mm -hmm. uh, during the course of the movie, and it's amazing to watch. Unfortunately, they, they don't all have their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, after they win the truck, they'll have money to fix their teeth. <laughs> of course, after the insurance payments and after the, uh, you know, all the laws and rules and regulations out there. Yeah. I, I swear you have to find this movie. It's, it's something else. Oh, I know what video I want to see. Liar by Henry L Rollins. Oh, Henry's great. That video's great too, though. Every time I see it, it makes me belly laugh. Well, you know, because he's in the police outfit. Well, it's like just a great video. I think it's yeah. Anton Corbin that shot it. And uh, we've been listening to his spoken word CDs of late, and he is so, so funny. I can't believe it. Like the Ozzy story? Remember that one? Yeah, uh, he's just great. He's really smart, and but genuinely really funny. Yeah. He puts a lot of professional comedians to shame. Henry has an alternative career out there. Well, he did. Didn't he win something for that? Oh, no. did he? I yeah. don't know. That's why he's probably not doing it anymore. No, <laughs> oh, probably. He, I remember when Dennis Miller had his TV show. He was uh, Henry was a guest on there quite yeah. a bit. Well, you know, uh, Dennis has got a show on HBO now that yeah. is just great. You know, he had like all these stars saying "fuck." <laughs> so when you guys get on there, can you can swear. Dennis, I can say "fuck." I can say fuck really, really good. I think that's... A, I, it really pisses me off, everybody sort of dissing the pumpkins at the moment. with oh, I'm not. Because I think of Ava Adore. I'm not saying that yeah. you are. I'm just saying that too many people are sort of getting on their case because Ava Adore didn't sell as well. And I don't think bands ever... You know, you get to a stage where you don't think about selling records. It's not about selling records. It's making, about making music for yourself. And Billy went through an incredibly tough time, I think, with losing Jimmy Chamberlain. That was really traumatic during the tour when Jimmy, um, Jonathan Melvoin died and his mother died when they were on tour. And I think he processed that all in, in Ava Adore. And it was made to heal himself, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know Billy will sit and laugh at this or laugh at me for saying that, but I think, you know, he made that record for himself. And ultimately, that's what you have to do. And I don't think Billy Corgan sits and, and really, despite his protestations, you know, to the press, etc., etc., I think deep down, I'm sure he was glad that he made that record. And, you know, he'll come back with another record and it'll blow everybody's socks off and he'll have the last laugh, so... Well, if you don't make anything for yourself, like the show here, I make it mainly for, you know, me, because I want to see... the only way you can do you it. you got to be true to what you do, because... Absolutely. And a lot of times, bands are so far advanced... You know, like when you had queer and all that, I was like, you know, everybody said, like, what is that? You know, and now it's like, you know, it's everybody's your... trying to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because, you know, people are afraid to take those initial chances on things, you know, like, you know, the Ava video, they have parts of the video like blurred out. And of course, we have the uncensored version, you know, we play here, but there's nothing in there that's bad, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. I mean, I thought you'd see some real oral sex going on or something. <laughs> nothing, nothing. So, you know. Just show you. <laughs> I'll see. We had we had some of the some of the scenes in push it we got blurred out, which we thought were ridiculous. And really? also in queer, there's there's been some things in our videos that uh, that. Well, the duct tape. The duct tape. Yeah, you, it was you can't show silly. duct tape on MTV, I guess. Well, no, you what, know what, what I think I think too a lot of it's to do with with the actual uh, like situation in which things are done. I.e., if somebody like Britney Spears put duct tape on a camera, I don't think anybody would give a toss. But when it's me 
I think putting duct tape on a camera, there's a whole different angle going on, and they think, oh, she's got red hair, she's loud mouth, she's mean, therefore what she's doing is evil. So we're not <laughs> going to show it on telly. But if Britney does it, it's fun and it's nice and it's jolly. Well, it's because they associate you with your brother, Marilyn. <laughs> no, I think they associate it with me having red hair, which is not too far off the truth. I mean, redheads have got to be watched in general. Mm -hmm. But Well, look at the biggest redhead from America, Lucy. I'm not from America, so I don't know. You never what the hell saw the Lucy show? Lucy! That one? From the 50s? <laughs> I don't go that far back either. <laughs> oh, God, am I dating myself now? <laughs> so, how many times have you guys been in Chicago now? It's got to be like your sixth or seventh, or, or even uh, more, maybe. Huh? Well, tons and tons of times. Probably, so. yeah, about six times, I think. We, we've, we like it here, though. I mean, we're. It's a it's a great city. The restaurants are great. We had an amazing meal last night. I mean, the weather's kind of sucky today, but you know, from but the when Midwest, it's nice here, it's like San Francisco. It. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I think know. Chicago's one of the the finest cities in America. I really do. I would consider moving here. Yeah. Yep. So what would you get? Like a suburban house or a high rise apartment? I have no idea. I haven't oh. I haven't stopped something that looks out over the water, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, pretty incredible city. They put a little studio inside. All huh? over. From Kalamazoo to God knows where. To Osaka. Chicago is a fine city. Have you been to Alaska yet? <laughs> no. no, we haven't. No. Well, then you haven't been everywhere. <laughs> I didn't say we'd been everywhere. Did I? Well, Alaska, you know, that'd be a... Yeah, I'd love to go to Alaska. Especially when I hear the weather's nice. Like Tom Skilling, the guy that does the weather on Channel 9 here in town, he always leaves town when we have bad weather. So when he's out of town, you know... The weather's going to be bad. But he goes always up there to Alaska, you know. Wow. Yeah, to Alaska's hottest hits, no? <laughs> I think it'd be all right going up there in August. I'm not sure about January. It might be a bit nasty. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been there, so, you know. To me, the cold is like, you know. But Madison, it gets really cold there, you know. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, when we, we, the rehearsals we had before we went on tour in 96, Shirley came in from Scotland, and it was... 20 below zero for about 10 days. In oh. fact, it didn't get above zero. And and we were the rehearsal studio we were in didn't have any toilets, and the heat was on all the time, but these big blowers, it never got any warmer than about 45 degrees. And it's really hard to rehearse when all of your limbs are frozen. And, uh, Did that affect any of your instruments or anything? Or, you know? <laughs> well, we would have to go outside and use the snow drifts you know, to, to go to the bathroom, and you'd go outside and, and take a pee, and it would freeze. And a couple times we walked out, and people are like, falling down on the sidewalk because of all the yeah. ice. All the pish that had frozen. <laughs> it was really lo-fi, needless to say. Almost couldn't do the next show because because of the frozen pee mm -hmm. you slipped on. So did you have your names like written in the snow? <laughs> no, but I was, I was responsible for Daniel's fall because it was a big pool of my piss that ah. he slipped frozen piss that he slipped on. <laughs> <laughs> the frozen piss tour, 99. <laughs> but it's, you know, uh, you get used to it being from the Midwest. You get used to that what, kind of weather. So. No, just bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> At Easy. 20 below zero, you can stand there and it freeze as it comes out. <laughs> You're supposed to drinking peace was really good for your complexion. I haven't gone there yet. Really? Mm-hmm. It's just like continuously? <laughs> no, I'm no, apparently drinking pee is good Very for the skin. Oh, I thought you meant drinking and peeing at the same time. Oh, I can do that. You know. Well I I, I was thinking that's good for your complexion. I never heard that one oh, before. Yeah. You know, Shirley, we did a cover for spin where they airbrushed her pee out. She actually peed for the front cover or for the one of the shots and uh -oh. their artists of the year. Uh 
piece they had. And uh, again, with Stefan Sednui, who uh, we've worked with him. And they airbrushed out all the pee, the stream of pee, except they forgot at the very, very bottom where the pee hits a puddle. They forgot to airbrush the, the last drop that's going into the puddle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it remains there to this day. Wow. Don't let Hustler get a hold of these shots. <laughs> I wouldn't care. That'll be... Could you see Nothing the publicity? Wrong with we all pee. Yeah. You pee. <laughs> we you all pee. pee. <laughs> is this going really downhill quickly? Yes. the JVTV podcast where we bring you the best music, the best interviews, and it's all unscripted and totally unrehearsed. Follow us on all the social media and spread the word. This is JVTV Music Television, the JVTV podcast. JVTV. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.